This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 64. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Lisa Gisholf. Lisa is a freelance designer and WordPress developer. She's worked for 20 years in the field and 10 years in WordPress. She's a Chicago native and speaks at conferences and travels as much as she can. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Hello. How's it going? Hi, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Glad to meet yeah. you. Thanks for joining us in the hallway. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, as I said, you know, I'm a Chicago native and um, I've been designing and developing since, God, since 1996, which means before CSS and before <laughs> PHP and all that. Um, and, you know, I've just been freelancing for agencies and companies alike and I just love it. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah. So you've been doing this a long time. How did you get started a long time ago before WordPress and everything else? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually um, was in school for journalism and found that I really loved design. And so I decided to go both ways. And the funny thing is back then, um, no one was really doing it, even though it's such a huge deal, really. Um, Publications and, you know, there's print may be dying, but it's not nearly as dead as people would love to say it is. So, um, yeah, it's just been something that I've kind of grown with and tried to pick up as much as I possibly could. So, Do you have a particular type of project or client that you work on right now? Or have you done, and since you've been doing this a long time, I find people in that position usually have done a great myriad of things. But do you have a niche? What's your... Um, definitely all over the place. Um, a lot of B2B, um, corporate work, um, a lot of nonprofit work, foundations, and, you know, a lot of small businesses too, you know, the little mom and pop shops all the way up. So it's, I'd love to say that I completely niche in one area, but it definitely has not happened. Lisa, are you working mostly with clients directly? Or you mentioned that you work with companies and agencies. Do you, where do you land most of the time? You know, it's kind of evenly split right now. Um, some places I work with directly, some are through agencies. Um, it just really depends on my workload, but right now it truly is about half and half. So it's good and bad, you know. Yeah, let, I want to talk a little bit about your description of yourself as a freelancer, uh, because that's a word that I've, I've gone to different talks about that word and what that word means. So you know, in your elevator pitch, or at least in the pitch that you gave to us for the show, you, you call yourself a freelance designer and WordPress developer. What does freelance mean for you? And um, does that mean that you work alone? Or can you talk a little bit about that definition and maybe what's wrapped <laughs> up in it? Yeah, definitely. Um, It is a really loaded word because I do think a lot of people think freelancer means fly by night. Um, And I've definitely gotten a good amount of work from people who just kind of vanish off the face of the earth, which is cool. Um, You know, I I have no problem with any of that. Um, I think agencies, 
identify with the word much better than um, the general public does. So, you know, in my LinkedIn profile here and that, um, I definitely say freelancer, but um, I think there's definitely a stigma to a certain extent that, no, I'm not fly by night. I've been around for 20 years. You know, it's um, 15 on my own. And it's, it's not the easiest path in the world, but um, honestly, I think that the freedom to kind of shape my own schedule and um, really just work how I want to work and with the clients that I want to work with definitely creates a much better life in the long run. So um, I think overall it's been pretty good that people have understood what I'm going for and how available I am, especially once they start working with me. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I, I struggle a little bit myself because all of the things that you list, the, you know, the flexibility and the freedom, I think the term freelancer um, has, there are a lot of advantages to being a technically a, being a freelancer, but I do think that there's been a lot of conversation in our space about that not being a very positive word or not, um, yeah, not very flattering for you as a, um, as a business owner. Um, I've heard the term solopreneur a lot, or mm -hmm. sometimes people will say they have an agency. Do you have people that work with you or for you, or are you solo? It depends. Um, I do bring on contractors if there are programming pieces that are just too much for me, because I generally end around um, the end of the theme. You know, if, if there's um, plug-in work, like new plugins that need to get created or modified, um, that's generally where I talk to other people and have them come in on those pieces. Um, the design parts of it, I'm probably too much of a control freak and want to keep all to myself. So there's that. But um, yeah, I definitely bring in other people whenever possible. Yeah. And um, you mentioned that you uh, speak at conferences. Are you um, involved in the WordPress community or do you do other types of things? What's your, what's your involvement in your business community or communities? It's kind of a mix. Um, in the last few years, I've done a lot of WordCamps, mostly just because I want to travel to particular locales. So I've kind of been all over the place, even like Montreal, but also Raleigh and LA. And, um, you know, I, I've tried to kind of go all over the place. And it is great to meet these different communities um, and talk to them. But also just um, earlier this year, I spoke at N10, which is like um, nonprofit technology I can't remember what the E stands for, but essentially network, um, and it's all nonprofit technology, which essentially um, the talk I was on was a panel, and it was about um, starting a website and essentially kind of where you take that website, even if it's a redesign or something like that, what is the process that you go through, how do you find the developer, et cetera, all of those kinds of things. Um, so it just kind of depends. Um, I've spoken to South by Southwest. Um, just kind of generally depends how I feel and, you know, what direction I'm taking my business in at that point. Yeah, is it a, uh, is it a business development process then? I assume WordCamps maybe not as much, but these others sound like good ways to get your name in front of potential clients. Yeah, if I possibly can, definitely. Um, sometimes they are local, so it's kind of a, are there people who may or may not be interested in my services, or is this not 
the right crowd for them, you know, the right, and I said that wrong, of course, is this not the right um, venue for them? Is this not the right topic for them? I think sometimes it's kind of a struggle to find a match between who I'm talking to and my topic and hopefully bringing it to them in a way that they can understand and walk away with something. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I actually answered your question there. So. Yeah, no, I think you did for sure. Just um, asking about your, the motivations behind different conferences that you mm-hmm. participate in. So uh, I'm going to switch gears and get a little bit away from business or maybe more into business, depending on how you want to take the, your answer to this question that we ask everyone, which is about how you define success, Lisa. What success means to you, whether that's personally or professionally or where that you meet, how your life is, is, um, is fulfilling your ideas of success and what that means. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I think that it's really actually... <laughs> fairly practical uh it's it's mostly just making enough money that i can do the things that i want to do like travel um and working with the types of clients that i want to work with i think that's a, a huge thing too because at the end of the day i probably spend more time with them than i do with most other people so i really want to work with people that are on the same wavelength as I am and you know, that I'm excited about their projects and that they're excited about my work and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it, it really comes down to just being able to do the things that I want to do um, while I'm working, while I'm kind of continuing along and, and hopefully to creating things that I want to share with other people portfolio wise and that, that I'm proud of. So that's a that's a pretty practical definition. I'd, I'd agree with you there. I wonder finding that balance between having enough money in the sense of project flowing in at your hourly rate, balancing that with people that you like, and you know maybe not go out to dinner with all the time, but you know you enjoy getting an email and conversing and working with them on projects. How do you how do you find that balance, particularly as a as a well any business has to find that balance, but maybe it's a little bit more precarious with a freelancer because it sounds like you're the only one doing business development and you're also the only one meeting the deadline. So how do you make sure that you have enough projects coming in from the kind of people that you want to work with? Um, a good amount of that, I think, has been luck in the people that I've met. Um, I've certainly met people who haven't been the greatest to work with, but... Um, <laughs> I think we've all I, met that person. Yeah, they're, they're all out there. Um, but I am really happy to meet those people. And I think in some ways it's a very simpatico relationship that we just kind of get each other and it's easy to continue on then if they have continual projects and things like that. I found that I've shifted over time to more of these corporate and um, agency projects just because for one thing, they generally know how to purchase design and development. They know what they're looking for and I'm not really explaining everything to them, which isn't an issue, but um, it makes well, it's less, it's less educational work, right? It's less, yeah. less of an onboarding cost and it's a faster process. Definitely. Um, and there's always continual work then too. So that makes a huge difference. And if we are working together and 
I don't know. I find that I'm more excited by those projects and I, I think it all kind of comes together in a way. Um, finding them, God, I, I feel like I've just networked and I've worked around enough in different places that, you know, generally people will bring you with them when they move to another agency or another um, company or I don't know. It, it's whatever their next pieces they're definitely talking to you about it and really um working those relationships as much as i possibly can i don't care i i send frango chocolates i send whatever thank yous all the time um yeah i'm i'm just a big fan of hey i love working with you and i will let you know <laughs> and um just being available as much as possible too i think that's a that's a big thing um i'm lucky in that i don't have like kids to distract me from all that which they should of course um but yeah i <clears throat> i think it's kind of like an overall trying to bring those people in and i i kind of feel like they it's the law of attraction they keep attracting more of those types of people they see that kind of work that they like as well and it just kind of keeps feeding into itself what kind of work did you do you do um i know you said design and development but and if you're starting in 96, was it always web-based? So you're designing websites, you're developing websites. Tell us a little bit about what's day-to-day -day like for you in terms of sitting down at the computer and getting work done. <laughs> well, right now I'm on a big project um, for Alight, which is kind of an offshoot of Aon. It's a benefits company. So I'm doing a lot of corporate um, benefits work, but there are big campaigns that go on and they all need to be done by end of year so that everyone can get that information um, for legal reasons and all that kind of stuff. Um, but generally, usually I'd be ending up going to the co-working space, um, drinking lots of coffee. Um, there's, there's a, it's funny because I am both print and web, so I may be doing um, a bunch of designer production work for some um, pieces that some of my corporate or nonprofit clients need add into that, um, you know, anything going wrong with WordPress sites, certainly <laughs> um, I hear about it first. Yep. There's a glitch here. This broke. Someone did something. We don't know what, please just fix it. <laughs> um, I get that all day long and I'm cool with it. I love fixing um, sites. I think sometimes I enjoy that a little bit more than the creative side of it, but um yeah, it's it's kind of a who knows what's going to happen sort of thing, um, which is great. You know, I never know what's going to come down the pike, and um, it does keep me on my toes. You know, I constantly know what things are happening, what's, what's, who's hacking sites and how. <laughs> so, yeah, that's generally, that's generally how my, my day goes. So I never necessarily know. I can never necessarily turn off my email. That kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. So within that then, what's your favorite thing to do when you're working? What do you like to do the most? Ooh, you know, I still love to just sit down and create from the start. And I'm one of those people who doesn't necessarily sketch, but I love to design something from scratch. Um, that's probably my, my favorite thing. If it comes down to developing, and I can't necessarily say that I work on both things at the same time because I would probably, my brain would explode. Um, I think it is just digging into something, and I 
know that I'm weird among my peers for this, but I have heard it more than once. Um, I love actually getting into a site that I've never been into before that's been around for a while and then being able to like clean it up and speed it up and um, get rid of some of the debris that's kind of been bogging it down and just optimizing it and all that kind of thing. Um, and yes, that's a very I, polite yes. way to say it. The debris that's been yes. <laughs> You're very diplomatic. I try. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like you love what you do. And you said you mentioned that you go to a co-working space. Do you also work out of your house? Sometimes, but I sometimes just find that I need that stimulation of just other people being around me. Um, even, you know, coffee shops before I had found the co-working space, because I'm on the burbs of Chicago and we don't necessarily have that many co-working spaces here just yet. Um yeah, I, I find it sometimes it's just a little too quiet. So mm. I just try to get out wherever I can. Does that help you shut down at the end of the day and, and balance things? Or is it sort of, are you always, you said you're always on email or something. Are you always on, on call? It does help me shut down to a certain extent, at least like the bigger things. Um, I do have a bad habit of just looking at email every so often, but most things I try to push till the next day, unless it's an emergency. Um, yeah, if I don't need to be available, then it is good for me to shut down because working 24 seven, it's a very easy way to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to shut down though when you are a freelancer or you're working for yourself because your clients, like you said, I call them the whack-a-moles, you know, these things pop up, not when you're necessarily expecting. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can I just, you call your clients the whack-a-moles? <laughs> That's what I thought at first too. <laughs> sort of. I mean, the clients or the client issues, because you never know. There's that game in, in arcades, there's a spider or something and you have to step on, you know, there's like something's always popping up or you have to hit it with the hammer. I can't remember. I'm mixing yep. it. <laughs> but but sometimes clients remind me of that because you, you've been doing this for a long time. So you probably maintain, I'm assuming you maintain sites for lots of people. Or even if you don't, a site you built six years ago, all of a sudden they remember that you built it and they contact you because something's not working and you weren't expecting that. And maybe you go and check it and you think, I'll just look for two minutes. And then an hour later, you're still trying to fix their problem and there goes your day. And so, yep. you know, you can't really necessarily predict what's going to happen in your day. And you also feel probably loyal it sounds like you really like your clients a lot and they like you too yeah. so to shut down at the end of the day is is a great thing to do and we all know that it's a great thing to do but in all honesty probably uh, we don't do it as often as we should but what do you do yeah. when you're not working what do you like to do for fun oh god i just not terribly long ago finished um the improv program at second city and I really would love to continue doing that, but then I just got caught up with work, you know, just hit and it's kind of the balancing act is not there. Um, not for, you know, staying late at, <laughs> at, at Second City and then, you know, getting up the next morning and trying to get work done, that just isn't gonna work. Um, and, and I love to travel. I think that's my biggest outlet. Um, and, you know, like the last couple of years, I think I did about seven, speaking gigs and trips tied into those and just tried to get out as much as possible. Um, Where have you been? Yeah. Sorry? Where have you been? Where have you traveled? Oh, Lord. So the, the thing that makes me an international speaker is Montreal. That was for Montreal WordCamp. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know. Um, 
Oh, I spoke, um, this actually was last year at the Right Speak Code Conference in Oregon, um, in Portland. Let's see, what else? LA, San Diego, those were WordCamps, um, Raleigh. Um, I did do some, uh, what do you call it, travel blogger uh, speaking for a while there too. Bloggers, I, I just have a few of them that stick around. Some of them actually do have budgets. It's kind of shocking, but some of them actually do pretty well. Um, yeah, just trying to get around as, as much as possible. Um, I'd love to go more international, but yeah, work has been a little crazier this year, so it hasn't been as big of a priority. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, you've been in business, you said, for yourself, for 15 years, I think you said, or at least you've yes. been working by yourself for 15. You've been designing and developing for 20. What's been your biggest challenge as either a designer or a developer or as a, as a businesswoman, as a business owner, or as a freelancer? I'll let you frame the question as, as you see that. <laughs> What's been your biggest challenge? That's a good question because I can find answers for every single one of those Names. Um, We're only a 30-minute show, so we'll just have to <laughs> limit it to Sorry. one of them. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think as a business owner, I think business development is one of my biggest issues just because um, sales is not my forte, and it was nothing I ever thought that I would ever have to do. I don't think any, especially designers, don't think that we have to sell, but at the end of the day, we all have to sell what we're doing to our clients, to whatever, to whoever. Um, I think that's just been the, the toughest one for me is I, I've gotten a lot of word of mouth, but um, it's not always easy to break into different niches. So I think that's always been a, a tough one for me. Um, gosh, otherwise, I mean, I don't know. Time management sometimes is a big issue, just depending on how projects are going and if one project goes longer because websites tend to generally go longer than they ever should because of lack of content or something mostly like that. So yeah, it, it's, I, I think those are, are my biggest issues. Um, and also not wanting to do billing. That's always a big one. I, I just, I'd rather just get the work done and someone else think about it, but then I would actually be in working for someone else. So that wouldn't work too well. Yeah. How about uh, timekeeping? Do you track your time? Do you bill hourly? Mm -hmm. I actually do. Um, generally, actually, I it's built off of my hourly, but I do project rates for people just so they know what they're getting into ahead of time um, with a certain round number of rounds of revisions. And that's so it kind of has a full scope and I can get an idea of where it's going. And if we hit beyond those hours that I've put out for it. Um, and I, I use harvest, goharvest.com. I love to use that just to keep track of everything because I hate writing down on little post-it notes everywhere. Like I did 15 minutes on this job or on that job or something mm -hmm. like that. It just makes life so much easier. Um, and you know, for those quick fixes, like this is wrong with our websites. It's nice to be able to just say, yeah, I spent 20 minutes on this and here's your bill. And, go from there. But uh, yeah, I end up tracking pretty much everything. Yeah, that's good. I think that's 
we've heard that's a challenge for a lot of people. I know it is for me. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you another one of our questions that we like to ask everyone, which is um, we'd like to hear, have some advice shared with us. If you have any advice that you've received uh, that has have been helpful to you and that you've implemented um, and that if you can share that with us, what that, what would that be? Ooh, that's another tough one, um, which I probably will have another long rambling answer for. Um, God, I, sometimes I think it's just a matter of starting something. Um, I think a lot of people that I know I've talked to when they talk about freelancing, they just say they can't do it because they would just sit at home and do nothing. And, I totally understand it. If you want to procrastinate on a project, it can be quite easy. Um, but I think that if you just start on it, give it five minutes just to look at it, it makes a huge difference in just getting something out the door and then you're not dreading it quite as much. Um, and if you're dreading it, maybe you shouldn't be working with that client or on that type of job or something like that. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, just keep at it. That's always been a big one. I think it's easy to feel imposter syndrome and that I'm not doing as well as everyone else. And, um, you know, you can only do what you define as success and do as well as you possibly can with um, your work and, and how you're getting yourself out there. And so to me, at the end of the day, it's, it's just about keeping at it, keeping a good attitude, um, finding others who can kvetch about uh, all this, you know, the clients who are a pain in the butt so your friends don't think you're insane and <laughs> kind of move on from there. So, Yeah. So do you have that kind of outlet? You do a lot of speaking and traveling to conferences and things like that. What, what's your support network? Um, is it a freelance, do you have freelancer friends? Do you go to meetups? What, how, do you, how do you manage that, what you just described? I wish I were better about going to meetups because I would be much more in tune with the Chicago uh, WordPress community, but I just never make it to anything. I feel like um, I do look in like um, freelancer groups in on Facebook and I find that they're really helpful to find those people that you can just talk to and, you know, get out the good and the bad that's all going on and, not really put it out there on your Facebook feed, which probably your clients are also reading. Yeah. Um, because half the time they will think it's about them. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I find that those are the, the easier things, those kinds of like freelancer friends, designers. Um, and, you know, the co-working space was excellent also for just talking to people on a general basis, kind of having coworkers that I don't really co work with. Um, and the great thing about that too is that they don't bug me then all day long to get jobs out because I'm not working with them. So mm -hmm. it makes it easier. Um, yeah, it just kind of introduces that social element if you want it. So I think those are the big, the big things that get the work stuff out at the very least. And that probably helps, as you said, uh, as a freelancer, there there's not an immediate community, right? You have to make your own. You don't have a team. You are working alone, especially if you're working from home. And mm -hmm. then to, to 
to know, am I doing this right? Is this how people run a business? Is this the, the amount of work I should be putting in on this kind of project? You know, how do I compare myself to the industry? Not necessarily, uh, and am I better or am I worse, but like, is this even close to what most people define as right or yeah. right-ish? And that can be a real challenge. So those those different avenues of networking, social media, Facebook, and, and real life at the at the meetups and at the, the co-working space can be really helpful, can't they? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. It's just, a, like I said, a different outlet that your friends and family don't have to feel like they're getting overwhelmed with your complaints and all that. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question that may, may not come out the right way, but I can tell because I can see you and Liam that none of us are probably in our 20s and 30s. So I always think of co-working spaces as being intimidating because I imagine that they're filled with young people and that I would end, <laughs> that I would feel self-conscious about that. What's your co-working space like demographically? Um, God, it's all over the place, to be honest. Um, there are people who are in their 60s and down through like some of the women who work the front desk are in their 20s. And honestly, through Second City, like um, I got over that because um, one of the women that I was in the class with was 18 years old. Another one was 18, but he was just still in high school. So yeah, I, I had to get over that really quick because otherwise you just feel like, you know, the old crone. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the co-working spaces really have changed in the last two to five years. Uh, certainly the ones that I've popped into from time to time and I don't regularly co-work. There really has been that mix, the, you know, the recent college grads, but also the older professionals or older individuals. I think that's probably reflective of the fact that so many more people work from home, even if you know they are employed by somebody else or they are running their own consultancy, their own services firm. So it, it certainly makes it not just the young people hipsters club, but it really is a, a place of varying demographics, Tara. Yeah, no, that's good to know. I have that sort of impression in my head, which probably is, is left over from maybe earlier days. But I also want to just say that I think it's awesome that you do improv and I think it's great to not just add humor in your life and interact with people of all ages that way, but you're in Chicago and to participate in second city improv class must be pretty cool. That's really neat. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely an outlet. It's, you know, yeah. complete 180 from anything I do. So yeah, that's really neat. Cool. Well, I think we are coming up on the end of our time with you today, Lisa. I'd like to ask you to tell us a joke, but I won't put you on the spot. No, I never got that. Jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here Thanks, today. Thanks, Lisa. It's great Thank to you. Get to know you. Where can people find you online? Um, you can just go to gizmo, G-I-Z-M-O dash design.com and find me. Um, and you can find all of my contact information and other websites there. So, Okay, will do. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thank Lisa. You. Great meeting you. Yes. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.